this podcast I present to you today isn't only titled after one of my most favorite Hillsong collections. It actually serves as a rendition of my faith. My relationship with God has been or still is a series of learning and relearning a lot of things. And being a Pentecostal Christian at heart, I have, however, been exposed to different churches and denominations. And to be honest, I have serious respect for them all. I don't think there's one that's greater than the other. I don't think there's one that's right or wrong. I just think that as long as we're all um, after Christ, um, then that's all that matters. So basically giving my life to Christ has been the best decision (laughs) I've ever made. And today on The Real Talk, you'll discover why. says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death basically it's one thing for you for me to give you 10,000 reasons as to why you need to start building your relationship with Christ that's that's not a problem it's it's very simple for me to do that and yet again it's another thing to have a conversation with you on why I am so crazy about Jesus and then leave it to you to decide and whether you want to to start over with him or you want to continue or continue building your relationship with him and because this is something that is so dear to my heart I will make a two-part series of it and if necessary a three-part But thank you so much for joining me again. See, my parents aren't pastors, (laughs) nor was my mom remotely close to being, you know, a major church leader growing up. And just as it is with every other aspect of our lives, my mom has never forced us to do anything, including going to church. But, you know, out of sheer respect and being born into a system and routine that she had in her love for Christ. It's like, you know, just as children, you just follow and fit into that routine. And so, you know, attending church services every Sunday for me, you know, for the most part, I I was cool with it. I definitely had no problem with it. But what I do remember, though, was my favorite, favorite, favorite time being around April. So this is when what we call Samaritan presses would arrive. It was just bliss. I don't know if you guys remember these um, or if you did them at your church but uh, or the, if they still do them at some churches, I'm not quite sure. But basically, you know, Samaritan's Press was a Christian Santa Claus. 
So you've got all these kids, you know, from the States, from Canada, from UK, and uh, they would gather up gifts throughout the entire and then cooperatively donate these um, to, less, to the less fortunate and they would then ship the rest of them to less privileged countries across the globe. It was a massive, massive, massive organization, I tell you, and such a great nonprofit. So anyways, because, you know, the shipping dates are different and so on, and there's so many other things that go on, would only receive the gifts that are on April. And trust me, you did not want to miss church uh, on any Sunday of that month. So, yeah, basically, we would be in great anticipation of the arrival of these gifts, you know, and the best part being not knowing what was contained in them. Um, that was that was the most that was the greatest part, you know, so you, with smiles gleaming, you know, from ear to ear, you've got sweaty palms and you're wearing your freshly ironed church clothes and you're fidgeting in great anticipation, you know, the church leaders would then arrange us all in neat cues and call us by name to come and collect our gifts. And, you know, on opening these gifts that were in, 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 in beautiful Christmas tapestry, you know, a foreign... Uh, uh, aroma would just explode in your face guys if you've ever had a samaritan's purse you know that smell you know what i'm talking about you know and that scent would just diffuse the entire room you know it was just so 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 good and it was just on every gift item and it was so cool because wherever you carry this gift item that you got immediately if if, if you know it was You'd meet another uh, child from Sunday school. They'd know that, okay, she got that book <laughs> or that notebook from the Samaritan's persons. So, yeah, anyways, that was like my church highlight as a child. Besides the singing, the storytelling, the gifts, you know, I just loved it. I, I genuinely loved it. And it never really felt like a chore to do any of it. It never really did. So I remember mom bought me my first Lions Children's Bible. And it had a picture of this man named Jesus seated in a garden in the company of men, of women, and of children. And I just couldn't wait to unpack these stories. I remember just being an eight-year-old, just excited to unpack these stories, you know. And I remember reading these stories through and through, you know, these um, little summaries of the Old and New Testament uh, 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 stories you know, embroidered with pictures and color. And it just really was such a great experience um, to read these every single night before going to bed. But that's the God that I knew. Our Father in heaven, the invisible one, the one who loved me, my mom, and my sister, you know. And yes, uh, the God who had a son that he loved so dearly and a son that he gave up to be crucified so that our sins would be forgiven. You know, whatever sins were. I didn't even know what sins were. But, um, yeah, I knew that he gave his son up so that I could spend eternity with him in heaven. You know, heaven being the perfect destination. That's the God that I knew. In fact, that's basically all I knew <laughs> about my Christian faith conclusively, you know, at a young age. But but what I, I, I just couldn't grasp was why mom was making a big deal out of it all <laughs> that's one thing i just never could understand i mean yeah 
I knew that God exists, right? But why would she spend hours and hours praying to him? You know, I just didn't get that. And you know, the way speaking to him, you know, she the way that she would speak to him was as though she was having a conversation with an old friend, a companion, and sometimes a father and a leader. You know, she revered God with all her heart, you know, and she still does. She still does. And it was all in such a unique way that just puzzled me at times. <laughs> like, Mom, is it really that deep? You know, she would sing to God when bathing, when cleaning, when washing, whatever you need, honestly. And she would kneel at night, you know, um, to discuss with this God, you know, our school fees, food, transport. You know, she'd read books about him, collect testimonials from great men of God. And back then we had um, what were called DVD players. I don't know if y'all kids know this, but we had DVD players. Um, and for those of you who didn't know, we actually used to carry videos in our hands. <laughs> I'm joking, but um, we had DVD players. And essentially, you know, sermons, plays, movies, and so on would be taped and recorded into this disc that you'd insert into the player and you'd sit, would sit as a family and watch these. You know, if not, then we're tuning into TBN for the latest movie or the latest sermon. So, you know, it's almost like she had met Jesus before, you know, the way my mom had this relationship with him. It's like almost like they'd met before. And now it was as though she was living the rest of her life commemorating this great friendship um this great relationship between father and daughter and it was so intriguing for me to watch and experience honestly speaking i admired it and like butter on toast it melted on me you know that's what i wanted i wanted to feel so secure wrapped up wrapped up in, in god's mighty presence and you know have these invisible bigger than life greater than eternity arms um wrapped all around me so now, um, when our lives as a family um, started to fall apart, this ideology, you know, that I had, you know, quickly, quickly changed because I was now just simply so, so confused. I was so confused, you know, um, this is now when I was a little bit older when this happened. Uh, and, you know, things just started to, to really be difficult, you know, for us as a family. And it ha happened, you know, so quickly. So, 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 so quickly. And, you know, now I started to wonder to say, where, where was he now? You know, where was this God? This guy I'd been reading about for so many years. Um, <laughs> okay, not so, so many years. But, yeah. The one I've been reading about, the one who spoke to Jonah, the one who walked with Noah, saved David, and rose Lazarus back to life. I ended up having more questions than answers because all that we had been, mom, my mom, sister, and myself, was good, fervent, and dedicated Christians, you know. And now I watched my mom give so, so much of herself. So much of her time and her energy away you know um and now she was getting so little back from this relationship with god and i felt betrayed i watched my mom sweat to get us our basic needs and now 
even for us to say, for me to say that she had a place to run to feel secure was was almost impossible because worst of all, you know, all our church, our original church broke up and we then moved from one church community to the, to the next to a point whereby at some point we'd stop fellowshipping altogether and, you know, should say things or statements like God will make a way, you know. And to me, honestly speaking, that just now started to sound annoying <laughs> and uplifting. And because, you know, what way was she talking about? What way? What way? Way, you know. And, you know, this this whole statement of uh, it shall be well, you know, I just could not stand it. I could not because that that can feed you, you know, that can't get you the stuff that you want, you know, saying that to someone. So it just didn't make sense. And as if things couldn't get any worse, I watched my mom. We went through, and this is quite personal, but we went through um, a phase in our lives whereby, you know, mom had to now start taking care of a struggling pastor, his wife, and children. And at this point, I was like, you must be kidding me. You must be kidding me. Things are already so hard, you know, and now you're taking care of other people. You know, I was I was just mad. You know, I was like, I watched our food, our snacks, our privileges, everything get rationed because we had to give it to, to the, we had to give some of everything that we had to the pastor's family. And at this point, you know, I was infuriated. There was this anger that I couldn't quite explain, and it was just stirring up deep down inside of me. I didn't understand why a God who was called merciful, loving, caring, understanding, all-knowing, all-powerful, would watch, you know, his children suffer and languish in pain and distress. It just didn't make sense to me. And how, after all the praises that we'd give him, he'd gone to leave us? You know, well, maybe I wasn't in the best position to complain. Fine, not me. But what about my mom? You know, the one who'd literally give her, her her life away for Jesus right there and then. You know, the one who would serve God with immense dedication. The one who revered God with her heart, soul, and mind. What about her? Was This, this just didn't seem fair. You know, I watched her like the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible, bleed with pain in her heart as she took care of so many people, stretching her own capacities and slowly wasting away. And though still quite a happy child and teenager on the outside, I really started to fall apart. I, I really was in so much confusion and pain and Eventually, I slipped into what seemed to be an inescapable sorrow. Where was this God seated in heaven? The same one who claimed to love us and the one that we, we loved so dearly. The one who loved my mom, myself and my sister. Where was he? Guys, Thank you so much for listening this far, this far, but I have to leave you, you know, let's, let's continue this. I will continue my story and my rendition, um, in the next podcast episode, but I'm really happy that you have taken your time to listen and, um, let's, let's, let's continue doing this and learning from each other. If you have anything to say, 
any coming to Ed, do so, do so. Thank you so, so very much. Thank you.